All right, Caroline, everyone has, well, not everyone, but most people have a pain to purpose story. I find that when people get into health or spirituality or the things that we talk about here today, it's very common that there's an origin story that includes them hitting some sort of a brick wall and looking for answers, finding it, and then creating a product or a platform or a perspective based on that. Uh, did you have a health crisis or some sort of life breakdown that led you into investigating what we're going to talk about today? Yes, <laughs> I did. You know, I was in the corporate world and I was a big technology project manager for hire and in that world. And I burned out of that and I was in very ill health. I had two young kids, with, but I also had flatlined adrenals. I had really bad inflammation in my gut. Um, I'd been gluten-free for like eight years and I still had really bad gut dysbiosis, couldn't get over the inflammation, I had really bad inflammation in my mouth um, with receding gums and bone loss in my teeth. I went to multiple dentists trying to solve, find out what was wrong. You know, I had recurring sinus infections every season, low thyroid. Um, I had worked a lot on, on balancing hormones, you know, struggled with that as well. So it was, it was the winter of 2010 and I, where I just really hit a wall, like forced sinus infection in like eight weeks or something, you know? And I, then shortly after that, I, I was introduced to plant-based minerals and they were liquid. And I was like, okay, sure. Cause I, I really didn't like taking a lot of pills. I'm not a, I'm not a supplement taker much. And, um, but I was willing to try anything and they, they were easy. So I started taking them and kept taking them. And, you know, about two months in, I went to my dentist and she looked in, you know, I had my teeth cleaned first of all, which usually I had to have Novocaine and things like that to clean my teeth. And there was no pain. There was no bleeding. This really, really a surprise. I had my teeth cleaned four times a year because of it. And um, the dentist came in. She looked in my mouth. She was like, oh my gosh, what has changed? The pH in your mouth has totally changed. Your, your gums look healthy and pink. What's going on? And I couldn't even think. I was like, I don't know. She left the room, came back. I was like, you know, maybe it's these minerals that I'm taking. And she, she, it turns out she's a biohacker, which I learned at that time. And she's like, well, definitely just keep taking them. And then about four months in, I went to my naturopath and we had been working on trying to bring my adrenals up. At my last appointment, she had prescribed hydrocortisone because it had been going on for so long. She was like, we need to jumpstart your system. But I hadn't done that because I, I didn't want to get on that merry-go-round. I don't I don't believe in that. So she looked down at the results and she like turns them around to, and, and I see that they're, you know, like one third of the way up the chart after, you know, since my last appointment, which is probably about five or six months. And she's like, this is amazing. What are you doing? You know, or did you take the hydrocortisone? I said, no. Um, and she's like, well, what could be doing this? And I thought, thought, I was like, I think it's these minerals. 
this is really cool. And I, I was definitely feeling better by that time, you know, I, but then I proceeded to go through a, you know, one site, one season after another without any sinus infections and chronic symptoms like having struggle sleeping, waking up four or five times a night. Um, all these things just started to resolve. And I started doing some research because I was like, minerals? Like this little cup of liquid? Like, what? And I went down the rabbit hole and I really, I just, I became a, a mineral geek. <laughs> I'm excited that you did because this is, I think, one of the as you said, it's you know in the realm of supplementation and even in diet, minerals are one of the least sexy <laughs> you know, substances, right? We think like because uh, it gets kind of categorized. Oh, you need your vitamins and minerals, and so it's kind of boring. We want you know, especially those of the biohacking ilk. You know, you want the NAD and all of this kind of um, sophisticated stuff. Exactly. But I I have interviewed a number of people about minerals and have come to the understanding that you really can't even just have baseline health without minerals. But not only, it's not just about like taking more minerals, it's as we're going to discuss, minerals that your body can actually assimilate that are bioavailable. And, and another thing we'll get into is the balance of minerals, right? So that's, that's something I think a lot of us miss is, well, like there was a while uh, back, I got really into copper and started studying copper and interviewed um, Morley Robbins, who's a huge advocate of copper and uh, dispelling the iron dysregulation myths and all this stuff. He has a very kind of unique and somewhat controversial perspective. So I started taking all of this copper and then I interviewed someone else and they're like, well, that's great you're taking copper, but now you've thrown your zinc out. You know, it's like, ah. So it's it's not only foundational, but it's... Um, it's 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 actually very complex, and so I'm I'm excited to uh, to talk about it. It's kind of people say this this thing they say you know dumb as rocks, but it turns out minerals are really smart. <laughs> right, right, yeah, absolutely. So I guess let's get into the underlying issue, which is the elephant in the room of our modern lifestyle and and modern diets. Why are we so depleted in minerals? Like, why isn't it just, oh, I can just have some kale and, you know, then I have my minerals, you know? I think many of us, especially people kind of in the ancestral and paleo world are anti-supplement and just think you can like eat healthy whole foods and get everything you need, which might have been true a very long time ago, but we're talking about depleted humans generationally going back to probably our great-great-grandparents, maybe even further than that, right? Since um, kind of the industrialization of food and agriculture and the destruction of our soil. But what's your perspective on, you know, why do we need to take minerals? Why can't we just eat foods and vegetables and things that contain them? Well, you know, in the 1930s, there was a whole special session of Congress related to the problem of mineral depletion in the soils in the 1930s. And what do you think has really been done, by, done about that? Nothing. Because getting minerals back into the soil is challenging. Here's how I like to kind of talk about it, Luke. It's If you think about a plant growing in the soil, how is the structure of that plant made? 
it pulls the minerals out of the soil. All of the structure of everything around us, our clothes, our bodies, all of the structure is made of minerals. And those minerals are taken from somewhere. In, in the case of plants, they're taken from the soil. So that leaves the soil with less minerals because the plants grew in it. So now if you grow plants in the same soil over and over and over again, you deplete the soil of minerals. Now, how do you get the minerals back into the soil? So now we have to talk about the whole, that's a whole soil science conversation that's a, probably a separate podcast you, for you to have with a, you know, <laughs> a regenerative farmer who, would, who could really talk to you about that, which is a whole, in, and they'll end up in the same place that we're going to end up, which is with humic and fulvic. Okay. Right, but, because, because if I go plant a vegetable in the backyard, and this is, I live in Texas, as you know, or for those that don't know, we're in Texas. It's very rocky here. It's, there's not a lot of like topsoil here, generally speaking. In fact, I've been trying to revive our back lawn with um, some, what are they called, like micro clover and, and whatnot, because it's just wasteful of water to try and grow a lawn, et cetera. And it's just like sand and rock back there. And I'm thinking, if I, if I want to grow a plant to eat in this depleted soil, how does, how does a plant turn rocks, aka minerals, into cellulose? <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, and I guess the answer is it does it through this, these humic acids, right? It's just so interesting. I think we think plants have some magical ability to turn rocks into vegetation, but there's a step in between that's necessary. And if that's missing, I guess, in the soil, that's, that's the problem where a plant can still grow, but it's devoid of the nutrition that it, that it once would have had. Right. Is and so, yeah, I mean, so I, I was speaking with someone recently who said that one apple, the nutrition of one apple back in our grandfather's time would be six apples today. The same amount of nutrition. To get the same amount of nutrition from an apple, you'd have to eat six of them. So that's, you know, the, the nutrition in our foods, the nutrition level in our foods is ac actually lower. Now, if, you're, if you have a, a, some soil, some good soil in your backyard and you're going to go a, grow an organic garden, fantastic. That's great. You're going to hopefully have fewer glyphosates. There's, there might still be some glyphosates in your food because the water that you're pouring on there might have glyphosate in it when you're irrigating it or watering. Um, and then if you do that in that same soil year after year, you're going to pull the minerals out and your, your soil in your backyard garden is also going to be depleted. So go get some humic and fulvic and put it on your soil to amend your soil to support, you know, to bring the minerals back in. So, and ultimately what we have to kind of get into is the conversation about you know, the cells in our body operate the same way the cells in the plants do. This is, when you talk about minerals, you really are talking about cellular technology and how cells work and how cellular systems work. And that's, that's a really interesting point because everything in the human body, well, all bodies runs on electricity. It runs on current, right? And so I don't I, I don't know what I used to think electrolytes were, but I missed I missed the fact that that word has electro in it, you know. And then someone told me years ago, and I totally don't know if this is true, that 
if you filled a bath with distilled water that has no minerals, aka electrolytes, it's not conductive, you could be in the bath and drop a hairdryer in there and you wouldn't get electrocuted because it can't conduct water. And I don't, again, don't try that at home, kids, but the theory of it made sense to me and it kind of stuck, right? So if we're talking about our, our body's micronutrition on a cellular level, it makes sense that we're not going to be literally firing on all cylinders if we don't have adequate mineral reserves. Exactly. You know, one of the things that happened when I was studying about minerals, I kept going, kind of getting smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. And and then what happened was this kind of like thing, you know, where I suddenly saw our body, like my whole body as a, a holistic biome, a set of cellular systems that like work in concert in like seemingly magical ways to do all of these things, like allow us to have this conversation and think and talk and do all the things that we do. And it's literally all cells. And ultimately, all of those cells are operating off of the energy generated in the mitochondria inside the cells. And what fuels a mitochondria? Amino acids and minerals. That's it. Your body makes a lot of amino acids. It makes no minerals. You have to ingest them. Oh, that's interesting. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. You, you I wonder how breatharians do it. You know, <laughs> I, I used to think that they didn't exist, but then I've met some people who are quite credible that, that have met them and, hmm. and believe that to be true. Hmm. Maybe, um, they, maybe they breathe misting minerals because minerals are very small. I mean, right. minerals are very, very small. So you, I mean, we have a spray. I don't know if you have it. Well, you know. <laughs> that you can spray and breathe in. So that's a breathitarian. You know what I've been, <laughs> yeah, totally right. you, yeah, put it in a like humidifier. Yeah, I'll, I'll send out the, our, our uh, Instalites to all the breathitarians. You know, it's, it's funny. <laughs> when you guys sent me this um, spray, I, I was just, it says relieves abrasion, soothes, soothes bug bites, eases inflammation. And I was like, eh. I just never thought about putting minerals on my body. But in preparation for this interview, I've been um, putting some DMSO. I have like a chronically sore back. It's just total pain in the ass. And I put some DMSO and then spray this on here, on there. And I don't know if it's placebo or what, but I swear to God, it like stops the pain in my back. Well, least, I'm, I'm telling you that's not that's not placebo. It's What's science. up with that? And also, and, and it's so cool. We're not in mosquito season right now. Somehow, in the past couple of days, I got two giant mosquito bites like on the side of my hip. I was like, "How did they get through my pants? I'm not running around naked." Um, and I've been doing it on that too, and it immediately relieves the itching. Now, I went the extra mile and put DMSO, which is probably overkill because I think it, these are small enough to absorb <laughs> anyway. But not to get off track, but just tell me about the spray because I'm I'm kind of tripping out on that, that it actually yeah. works. It's so cool. And I totally didn't think it would do anything, I know. to be and honest. You know, the funny thing is every time I use it, I think this isn't going to work. And then it works. And I'm like, oh, it really works. <laughs> so, you know, what we have to do is then we have to talk about the plant-based minerals and where they come from. Um well, let's start with let's, that and we can get yeah. to this. We, I jumped ahead of myself. Well, we, let's, let's, because let's finish our conversation about why we're depleted. Yes, yes, Cause, okay. Because the main thing, the other, there's a few other reasons that we're all, 
experiencing depletion. So first of all, our food is depleted. But a big one that's really exacerbated and, and grown the, the, the problem in recent years is that we're all drinking bottled and filtered water. So that RO water, rever reverse osmosis filtered water, which is so great to drink, has no minerals in it. So lots of kids who are drinking bottled water, lots of people buy those little bottle plastic bottles of water and they give them to their kids to take to school, et cetera. That's cool. I mean, at least it's not, you know, tap water, right? But we know it's got other, we won't get into water. Um, but I've done about 15 two to three hour shows on it. So. Yeah, um, yeah, okay. <laughs> it's plenty right, there good. for You've folks already... <laughs> if you want to learn about water. But yeah, I'm, I'm a huge advocate of, you know, yeah. restructuring and filtering and remineralizing yes. water and stuff. But the main issue is that kids, lots of kids now are coming off the sports field with cramping. They're having heat stroke. They're having like major electrolyte imbalance because they're drinking filtered water and no one's remineralizing their water. So, and and lots of adults are having, I mean, I talk to people all, all day, every day about this. And they take these minerals and they're like, I can't believe how good I feel. It's just literally feeding your cells. It's just that. All right, ladies and gents, we have got a little problem here. It's at the root of nearly everything that makes life crappy. Sleep loss, low energy, dissatisfaction, irritability, illness, and so on. It's also a key contributor to heart disease, high blood pressure, obesity, diabetes, autoimmune disease, anxiety and depression, and much more. You know what I'm talking about? Stress. Here are a few of the latest brutal stats. Two out of three people report feeling extreme stress. More than 80% of people say stress is affecting their physical health. 73% believe stress is impacting their mental health. And well over half of us have trouble sleeping due to stress. Now, I'm not going to tell you that exercise, meditation, and eating right aren't important. Of course they are. But to really beat stress, sometimes we need a little boost. So when I'm feeling overwhelmed, which sadly is a lot of the time because I take on too much, my go-to is called Just Calm from Just Thrive Health. It helps me manage everyday stress fast, gives me a steady and balanced mood, and it even helps me get better sleep, especially when I take it right before bed. And multiple studies show that it sharpens focus and alertness too in as little as four weeks. So cruise on over to justthrivehealth.com, dial in the code LUKE for 20% off a 90-day bottle of Just Calm. That's essentially a month's supply for free just for you listeners. And while you're over there, take a peek at their next level gut support too. Putting together Just Calm with their Just Thrive probiotics is the ultimate recipe for feeling cool, collected, and in control. Again, that's justthrivehealth.com and use the code Luke for 20 off. When it comes to um, the minerals that you would get in water, like uh, the water that I served you is some really great spring water from um, Alive Spring Waters. It's from a spring in, in Alabama. And um, actually the water you got is is half deuterium depleted water because I'm because I'm just I'm on a deuterium depletion kick right uh, for this month. Um, but I've always been a bit confused about the minerals in water because of their form. So if you drink like a Mountain Valley water, it's has way too much calcium in it. The ratios are off, and so you get that lime scale on your pots, and I'm assuming calcification in your tissues and things like that, which is less than ideal, but 
I, I think it makes more sense to get the ionic minerals, like the beam minerals from this ancient plant matter, which we'll talk about, than it does trying to get your minerals from, say, spring water that is run through miles and miles of limestone or granite or whatever your uh, topography happens to consist of, right? It, I don't know. I've just always doubted that you can actually absorb that much mineral content from water that has minerals because it's not in the form that's bioavailable. Do you know anything about that? Exactly. So this is what I talk about all the time. So if you think about your human digestive tract and you think about rocks, which is the calcium that you're getting is rocks, rock dust, (laughs) rock shells, or bones, how well does the human digestive tract break those down? Not very well. Now, you know, if you're drinking water that's, you know, got a lot of calcium in it, it's going to just run through you. Most of it's just going to run through you anyway. I don't know about the calcium calcification thing. We'd have to, that actually gets into a fairly complex conversation that we can geek out about a little later if you want. Um, But ultimately what you want to find, the, the beautiful thing about liquid, these ionic liquid plant-based minerals is that, first of all, they are the mineral replenishment tool designed by nature, evolved on the earth to support all mineral replenishment for all cellular systems. These plants, every other animal on earth that drinks from a puddle, et cetera, et cetera, your body. So your digestive tract is evolved to utilize humic and fulvic. It knows exactly what to do with it. Which probably explains why taking some mineral supplements, namely magnesium, will, for some some people more sensitive than others, I do pretty well just taking magnesium capsules or whatever, but if I take too many of them, it'll wreck my digestion. I think a lot of people have that problem. It's because, you know. You know, so, and this is the thing, you know, I'm. It's not been pre digested <laughs> by plants. Like when you're talking about this ancient humic material, it's been pre digested and turned into a form of mineral that's no longer a rock, right? It's taken rock, digested it, and turned it into something that your body knows what to do with. Well, and then there's another issue, though, because if you think about your gut, and, you know, now we talk about the gut as this microbiome, and we think about it as this incredibly, you know, and and when it's in its most healthy state, it's like a forest, this beautiful, lush, thriving place where things just grow because there's all the nutrients available and the proper homeostasis, the proper balance, you know. Now take a wheelbarrow of magnesium and throw it somewhere on the floor of that forest. And what's going to happen? It's going to be too much concentration. That forest is, you know, I, the plants in that area are going to go, I don't know what to do with this. This is too much. I got to bring, bring some rain, you know, let's clear this out, right? The mycelium are going to start working, taking it away from there, you know? So this is the challenge is that, you know, we have been, this was one of my biggest ahas that I had in my studies is that we've all been trained with, you know, look at the back of every nutrition label and there's like, what percentage of an RDA of magnesium did you get in this product? Or, you know, depending on what kind of nutritional fact or product it is. 
The problem is that those are really ludicrous. And I might be getting myself into trouble here, but they're ludicrous in that who's to say that you need the same amount that I need, that a 240-pound, you know, athlete needs, et cetera, et cetera, okay? And the replenishment system in your body doesn't work in large megadose amounts. It doesn't know what to do with it. If you think anywhere in nature, where do we have systems that work that way? Nature doesn't work that way. Nature works in balance. You know, minerals work more like hormones or blood sugar. You know, they work in these balanced triumvirates and pairs. So if you put a big pile of magnesium in your gut, your body says, oh, I've got to balance that. I need some potassium. I need some calcium. And now where does it get that? From your bones, from other places in your body to try and balance that. So, you know, I work with a lot of aging athletes who've used a lot of magnesium in their life to fuel their, you know, if they had cramping or whatever they thought they were helping. And they're struggling with osteopenia, osteoporosis in some cases. You see, so while I appreciate the learning about how magnesium works and how these different, you know, iron or different ways that people are beginning to bring the conversation of minerals as a fundamental conversation of health, I'm trying to bring the foundational understanding of how minerals work in the body and how we have these natural tools, the earth provided perfect, perfect tools for this. Let's just use them rather than thinking that we can hack our body kind of like the way we <laughs> service our cars or something. Oh, totally. fill up the tank with gas, oil, whatever. Totally. Yeah, yeah I, that, that's one of the reasons I'm not, I mean, I use the term just because Actually, I did come up with a better one. I'll see what you see what you think of it. But the term biohacking, it's always just rubbed me the wrong way because it it kind of lends itself to a mechanistic sort of view of the body and my relationship with the body that I'm residing in. Um, it's a living, breathing, intelligent entity of its own, as I've come to know it and and honor it. And so I don't I don't think it can be hacked, you know. So the term, what do you think of this term? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to see if I can float this out into the world. Biohealing, right? Because it's like if you give the body what it needs and you stop giving it what it doesn't need and doesn't want, it just heals itself. Like when you go to the doctor with a broken leg, they set the bone, but the doctor doesn't heal your, your broken bone. The, your body does it, right? It's just you have to provide the conditions by which it can do so, right? So you put the cast on and you support it, but you're not hacking it. You're not like tricking your body system into doing something that it doesn't want to do. And I think to your point with supplementation and the erroneous universal dosing recommendations and things, I trip on that too. I mean, I have like four cabinets full of supplements and I'll look at it. Oh, what do I take? It says take two daily. What if I was a 90 pound woman or like you said, a 250 pound athlete, it's not universal. And also the thing that's wild about it, and this is true definitely throughout the supplement industry, but also to some degree with pharmaceuticals is most of the testing is done on males, right? So it's like, I mean, I'm luckily I'm a male. So my dosing on things is probably more accurate, but 
it it's not ever done with women in mind. And in the medical industry, there's a number of reasons for that. Women's bodies are much more complex and therefore harder to test, right? And maybe some um, patriarchal shit going on in the in medicine in general, which I'm sure is true to some degree. But to your point, um, I'm always leaning toward things that are not synthetic because it just intuitively makes common sense. But, you know, thankfully you have some great minerals that are totally bioavailable, but there are a lot of things out there that you just can't extract from a plant and they're still useful. But the dosing is problematic, yeah, to say the and, least. You know, there's this, you know, like you say, you have a, everybody has a cupboard filled with bottles of pills at home, <laughs> right? And uh, And much of it comes from that concept of biohacking or I'm going to, you know, go on the internet and see what I need and go get it at my health food store. And the the thing that I'm trying to help people understand is let's really look at the body and how it works, you know, and biohacking is something that comes from here and, and healing is something that happens, but I'm wondering about bioawareness. Okay. So if you really begin to think do you think you're smarter than your body? Oh my God. <laughs> I mean, I just incredible. kept going down and down and smaller and smaller. And my mind was blown hundreds of times by the complexity and beauty of the ways that the biosynthesis processes happen and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, just a simple thing like how the cell of a, a wall of a cell works is absolutely, it's almost magical. And they don't really know all about how it works. That's the thing, you know? And, and I appreciate people wanting to know and trying, and we're just, we keep digging down and trying to know more, and that's beautiful. And yet something like humic and fulvic, they're kind of like, well, you know, that plant doesn't need to know how minerals get into it. <laughs> the mycelium just deliver. What do mycelium deliver? Humic and fulvic. <laughs> oh, wow. Yes. Is that how plants get the minerals from yes. the soil? Oh, that's cool. It's like the internet <laughs> of the soil. That's interesting. So the mycelium are delivering these little packets of mineral mostly minerals other some other some other nutritional elements but mostly minerals and it's humic and fulvic that they're using that they're delivering wow yeah yeah that's badass mm -hmm. um when it comes to i mean there's kind of a couple of things that, that that we need to address one is replenishing mineral stores right we're all i mean you could just say pretty much every person on earth at this point is mineral deficient and then you have the, the further complexity of mineral balancing. And like I said, you know, I've tried to do that on my own. That I take too much of this. Oh, shit, now I need zinc or whatever. But I'm still guessing. So every once in a while, and I'm sure many people listening, um, I'll do uh, share this too. You know, I'll do a hair mineral analysis or blood work or something like that to try and determine what's happening. Um, but it's a bit dubious to me, even the hair mineral analysis, you know, it's supposed to tell you what's going on kind of over the course of three months or so, right? But thing is, when you look at those tests, 
you might have everything in the right amounts, but then the ratios are off, right? You're like, ooh, I'm stoked. My calcium's not too high. Wah, wah. Well, then this other thing's off. You know, it's it's just like a balancing act. And I'm sure there are practitioners out there that kind of, you know, are, are well-trained and experienced in helping someone get to that. But it still seems to me that you're kind of going to end up chasing your tail trying to balance them all. Whereas if you could just take one version of minerals that is naturally balanced, then it kind of negates you having to run around and play whack-a-mole. Um, <laughs> so um, the question therein is, are there any mineral tests that you think are useful, valid? Have you done them? Do you recommend them? Um, and furthermore, what do you see if if you see anything from people just going, I'm just going to stop taking isolated minerals and mm-hmm. just take beam minerals mm-hmm. that have all the minerals already mm-hmm. in perfect balance mm-hmm. and just keep my body um, going with that. What's your perspective on testing and yeah. balancing and all that? I've done a huge amount of research around testing. And I, what I think is the state of the art of mineral testing in the body is a test called oligoscan. And it uses photospectometry, which is used in material science, very stable science, and it runs the data. Basically, it's non-invasive, and you get the data immediately. It, it shines a light into four places on your hand, and it returns, it takes that data through an algorithm that they've been building for, I think it's like 17 years, so quite a long time, and you've got a lot of data, and um, it returns all of the levels of your beneficial minerals, your heavy metals, your electrolytes, and your vitamins, vitamin levels, as well as overall oxidative stress and some other things that people don't know so much about, but sulfur conjugation, and as well as these ratios, which tell you some things. Now, getting the test is one thing. Being able to understand what it's telling you, that's the other thing. And that's where we're working with a practitioner um, trying to develop the um the the foundational knowledge because if if you look at somebody's test okay let's say they've been taking our minerals um and the key the key element to understand is that when you take plant-based minerals they're they're formulated by nature in the exact ratios that your body is made of and utilizes so there's a lot of magnesium, the, the big macros, et cetera, okay? But there's also the right ratios of some very important minerals like copper, molybdenum, boron, you know, selenium, chromium, on and on and on, you know? Does, does it have uh, silica? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I'm yes. curious about that. Yes. So I want to get into heavy metals in a little, in a little bit, but I'm, I'm always trying to find silica because... There's aluminum everywhere. Yes, and we'll, we can talk about that. We can talk about aluminum, the issue with aluminum. But um, so, deciphering, deciphering yes. the test. Yes. Yeah, so the, the the beautiful thing about the test is that you know everyone's going to have not everybody. I have seen a few tests where somebody was like just spot on with every mineral, and that's probably more related to their DNA than anything else. Okay. Um, but when you're taking minerals and you have certain depletions, you know, people who are really knowledgeable can look at that and say, oh, you have a parasite. The reason you're low in those particular minerals is showing that you have a parasite. Now you could probably go get a parasite test and, and it wouldn't show that you have a parasite, but 
I've got I've seen this over and over and over again where people then go get the parasites clear they continue to take the minerals and they come back a year later and their their mineral balances are spot on so there are different depletions that are related are correlated with particular different things that are happening in your body so it's really it's really important to know so you know um yeah. And then there's all sorts of things about why somebody isn't assimilating a particular mineral. Sorry, I didn't tell you why the why that test is really good. So when you're doing any any other kind of model is ba- of testing for minerals is based on an excretion model. And if your body doesn't excrete, it won't tell you the true the true reading. And even hair is ultimately excreting these dead hair cells, you know. So um it's it's important it's really great to know like in your tissue and of course if you're testing blood or urine or any of those even feces it's all ambient it's like up to you know hours or days you know so you really want to know what the total load in your cells is because it's not it's it's i mean you want to know what what is available to your mitochondria and also in in terms of heavy metals, what is your toxic load in your in your body? Yeah. What's the name of that test again? It's called Oligoscan. Oligoscan. O l i g o s c a n. I've heard of that, but I don't think I've I've done one. And we'll put that you guys listening in uh, the show notes along with everything else that we yeah, talk about. I'll get about. you a link for that. Cool. And and I'm assuming this is something that specialized practitioners would provide. Yeah. And have an understanding of how to work with it and read it and all that. Yeah, and part of the issue is that it's really new in the U.S., so um, there aren't a lot of really knowledgeable practitioners. There's people who do it who will do the scan, but there's not that many knowledgeable practitioners. So that's a challenge when you're bringing a new technology. Um, But the test itself is really valuable for someone to actually know. I mean, if you're an athlete, wouldn't it be useful to know what are, you know, what are your electric electrolyte levels rather than taking all these salt-based electrolytes all the time, you know, or taking tons of magnesium, you might be high in magnesium. So, you know, wouldn't it be good to know? Y'all have heard me talking a lot about silver lately to protect your wealth. Well, did you know that silver can also protect your health? Yes, my friends, it's true. Wise men and women have known about the healing power of silver across generations, cultures, and continents. It's one of those hidden gems the powers that be don't want you to know about, even though it's literally been used for centuries. But our homies over at Silver Biotics have taken silver to the next level with their unique SilverSol technology. SilverSol starts with a metallic nanoparticle, layers on a super-thin silver oxide coating, then suspends it in a liquid base. This process gives it multiple modes of action and actually lets you take much less than you'd need with other ionic or colloidal silver particles. This gives it multiple modes of action, and it actually lets you take much less than you need with other ionic or colloidal silver particles. Silver Biotics offers a slew of products ranging from skin and oral care to wound care and immune support, and all of their products inhibit the growth of microbes, fungus, and mold. But get this, multiple studies have shown silver salt to be microbiome-friendly, so that means it doesn't harm the beneficial gut bacteria that we all need to thrive. 
I just love this stuff, and I'm quite certain that you will too. And you can find it at silverbiotics.com. And the discount code there is Luke, which saves you 30% on everything. Oh, and here's a hot tip for you pet lovers out there. They've even got a line called Pet Vet to keep your little furries one tip-top without exposing them to any wacky scents or toxic ingredients. A few times a week, I put a few drops of this in Cookie's food, and she's doing great. Again, visit silverbiotics.com, and the code is Luke. In terms of electrolytes, this is something that's kind of hitting the supplement world really hard right now, these little powdered packets and things like that. And um, being here in Texas, sometimes, uh, well, not sometimes, it seems like every time, at least the years that I've been here in the summer, it's like 150 degrees for three months straight. So I keep those little packets in the car and everywhere because you just, you're sweating like crazy and you get dehydrated. And, um, And they seem to work pretty well when I'm really dehydrated, but... I found that um, like just a couple of weeks ago, I, you know, just try different things. So when I made my nightly water that I'm going to drink first thing when I wake up for a few days, I put some of those salt-based electrolytes in there and, um, and they really wrecked my stomach and it just is not good. So I started researching that a little bit and found that um, taking those forms of minerals while having electrolytes and hydration is good can be irritating to the bladder and your kidneys and whatnot. I was like, God damn it, that makes sense. Because all of a sudden, if I do those kind of minerals too often, I find myself like having to pee like urgently all the time when I normally wouldn't. So, you know, it's always this kind of process of elimination and investigation when something goes out of balance. I think, well, it's something I changed and I was able to hone in on that. So what's the difference between taking a humic version of minerals um, that, like the ones you produce versus those kind of salt-based powders. Yeah, huge difference. So, and, and I'm kind of on a rant about this so, <laughs> because so many people are using the salt-based electrolytes. And as you experienced, um, salt-based electrolytes. So salt is a fantastic tool to replenish your electrolytes. If you're in acute electrolyte imbalance, you're about to pass out something definitely great use it but your body think about it we drink fresh water we don't drink brackish salt water it's it's our body does not like it and it is irritating to the bladder and kidney and so what you end up doing if you use those on a daily basis is you start irrigating your system which is actually flushing minerals as opposed to hydrating your cells Okay. Oh, that's interesting. Yes. That so makes he, sense because if they give you diarrhea, which they sometimes do, um, you're losing everything. <laughs> it reminds me of the, the lip balm that I used to use as a kid and you'd put it on and it would start making your lips peel and then you'd need to use it more and more and more. And that's exactly, that's, that's how salt-based electrolytes are. The more you use them, the more you need them. So I, I work with athletes and, and, and so many people call me and they're like, have terrible cramping. And I'm and I always ask them, are you using electrolytes? And they're like, yeah, I, I use these salt-based powders and whatever. And I, I've been taking so much. I'm like, stop. Just stop. I, I'm gonna tr- I want to ask you to please stop for one month, take no salt-based electrolytes, and just use our electrolyzed product, which is the Fulvic. So the beautiful thing about Fulvic is it provides all the minerals you need in the balanced 
formulation that your body needs them in a completely bioavailable format so that when you drink it, by the time it hits your stomach, your body's already absorbed and is assimilated and is utilizing some of the content. And it's not irritating to the bladder and kidney. It actually supports inflammation reduction and, and clearing of free radicals and you know homeostasis in your gut micro, microbiome. So just for one month, just try it. Use, your, use electrolytes exactly as you'd use your other electrolyte supplementation. So let's say you're, it's 150 degrees out and you're, you've been sweating. And you're like, dang, just take a shot of an extra shot of electrolytes and see how you feel. I wish it was still summer so I could do a test on it. I mean, I'm, I take your stuff every day now. I just intuitively, um, it makes sense to me. And I've been, you know, using humic-based products for a long time. And I don't know, some are, some are better than others. Put it that way. Um, but yeah, it'd be fun to test that out. I, I think there's like a certain satisfaction you get out of the salt electrolytes when it's like hot as hell and you're really, really thirsty. There's something very satisfying about, I don't know, just maybe when you're sweating a lot or something, it's like, I can tell my body likes it. But as I said, if I'm not in that really depleted condition or getting an IV or, you know, a medical procedure or something like that, where one could be prone to um, donating blood, that kind of thing, you could be prone to clinical dehydration. But unless you're I'm with you. Unless you're in a really depleted state, it it I don't get a great reaction from it. So I'm going to definitely try that. And again, what I'm saying is, you know, once in a while, if you want to use that, cool. But on a daily basis, it is not good for your body. Well, yeah. we're not fish, yeah. you know, because we're not exactly we're not saltwater <laughs> beings. Actually, I mean, yeah. you know, people argue, oh, our blood is the same, close to the seawater, but you don't. Drink salt water. How do you feel when you drink salt, like really salty water? You get, you feel nauseous. Yeah. Yeah. So, and we'll, at some point, I want to explain how fulvic and humic work, which really begins to make you, makes people go, oh, now I get it. Let's talk about where they come from. Yeah. And then we can get into how they work. Cause this to me is so fascinating. I remember many years ago when I learned about Shilajit through the Ayurvedic system, um, just made sense to me, ancient decomposed plant matter. Now, to be fair, uh, I don't care the way things taste. So I have no problem using Shilajit, but many people I know can't use it because it tastes like ass. Let's face <laughs> it, it's not a pleasant taste. Um, so I, you know, started to do a bit of research on that, but I think what hooked me on Shilaji was just this idea that it's this very ancient decomposed plant matter. Um, and that just made sense because nature over thousands of years is concentrating this stuff and it has a real, I mean, that's why it has this potent taste and smell and your body just I don't know, my body resonates with it. It's like, oh, I know this is good for you. Exactly. Then I learned, um, and I know, obviously, you know way more than me on this whole process, but then I learned that with Shilajit, it can be problematic because there can be heavy metals and contaminants and mold and yeast and all kinds of funky stuff. So then I got much more particular about where I sourced Shilajit and and whatnot. Um, But that's kind of all I know about these humic and fulvic acids is that they're from old plants. So give us the down low on, uh, on where, where they come from, how old are they, 
How do we know that they're coming from a pure source and all this kind of stuff? Yeah. So, and, and Sheila G is humic and fulvic. It's, and the thing to understand is that this only comes from the decomposition of freshwater plants, not sea plants, you know, algae, or I mean, uh, sea algae or anything like that. Okay. So imagine an entire rainforest back when the dinosaurs lived. And in our case, that was in, you know, around the Yucatan or on the, you know, that area. And then this big meteor hit the earth and everything on the, on the pretty, like 90% of all life on earth died. (laughs) And that entire rainforest decomposed over a millennia into this incredibly mineral rich substance. It's called humate. It's about 10 to 12 feet below the earth and it's a black crystalline, I mean, incredibly rich substance. The, the nice thing is that it, because it's like 10 to 12 feet below the earth, it's um, not had any contact with modern pollutants. It's really, really pure. Okay. So we take that substance and we use a process that uses um, very, the water that we use is, had gone through multiple filtrations and some, and some structuring. And then we use that water to extract these molecules out of the humate. And the molecules are what is called humic and fulvic. Now, many people call them humic acid and fulvic acid. That's more related to their extraction process. So when, when you extract humic and fulvic with hydrochloric acid, you get humic acid and fulvic acid. Not bad material, uh, not bad for you, but it's just a larger molecule. So it has to be broken down first in the gut or in the body first before it can be absorbed. Are there some uh, providers of humic and fulvic products that are using less than optimal extraction methods? You know, like if you take something like CBD, it can be extracted with toxic hexane, or some people do it the old school way and put it in oil, you know what I mean, to extract it. I really are, are, can't speak to that. I really, you know, I really can't. I I, I don't know. Um, I mean, of course, I know a lot of other companies that are doing, using humic and fulvic. And what I can tell you is for a lot of them, there's, there's, a, there's only a few people who are really doing it well. And many of those companies are getting it from, a few companies. Oh, okay, so, got it. Um, I'm, I'm trying to picture mm-hmm. your operation you here. Come, come visit. I mean, I, I'm, I'm the, I love seeing <laughs> oh, the you, way things we'd work. We'd love to have you come. Um, I, is this like kind of a, a micro mine? You know, if it's 10, 12 feet below the the surface, um, you know, are you are you digging up large swaths of earth and then taking it to the lab for the extraction process with well, your structure yeah, so you, and purified you, water and all you that? You take the, the product comes from the earth and it's put into these bags so they're it's totally not getting like rain on it, acid right. rain or whatever. And then that's taken to our facility where we then take it through the extraction process in these huge 3,000 gallon tanks. So cool. <laughs> and it, when, when, it's, when it's dug up, is it um, like a sandy dry mm-hmm. substance mm-hmm. or yes. gooey like she No, no, it's, it's sandy dry. Oh, wow. Yes, yes. Which is the nice thing about it is no mold, no, you know, those other possibilities that can happen whenever you have dampness. Right. And what, what do you think the difference is in terms of the, um, you know, the consistency of 
what you're working with versus Sheila Jean. Like, why does you know, Sheila Jean have really such a sticky? Ta- I mean, it's really difficult to work with, right? Yes, it is. If it gets too warm, then you can't even like gets all over your hands. You know, it makes a big string if you try to pull it out of a container. Then if it's cold past a certain, uh, you know, if it goes below a certain temperature, it's like rock hard and you try to chip it off. It's it's very difficult to work with. But I'm I'm wondering what what's the difference between, you know, 14,000 feet up in the Himalayas, that ancient plant matter versus the plant matter in the Southwest or wherever you, know, you guys I, are. I, on it, I really don't know. And I'm going to, now I'm going to see if that's, now that I've got a rich vein to research because your your <laughs> micro boost product um this one right here for those watching the video um one thing i noticed about it is it just tastes like water it literally has no taste uh it's kind of the color a little alkaline but yeah i mean but but I, like honestly you could give me a shot glass of that i maybe could tell the difference between water probably not um and it's the color of like a like a a dark black tea or maybe like a lighter coffee or something like that. But it's interesting that it doesn't have that pungent kind of shilajit thing. So there must be, I don't know, we neither of us know some difference between the tar-like substance and how concentrated it is versus the dry substance that you guys are getting from under the surface. So one of the things, flavors are, they come from these things called terpenes. And so in our process, those terpenes are removed so that's why oh. the, that's why and it's it's a you know it's a proprietary process but that is the big thing I think that I love because I've I've done a lot of I had a lot of health issues throughout my life um you know with the autoimmune and the you know uh gluten intolerance and different things that I had as as a young person um and I took a lot of Chinese teas and lots of herbal remedies and that just tastes terrible. So that's one of the things that I love about it is that it tastes like water. So it's so easy to take. It's much know? easier. And that's part of the process that does that. Ah, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So if you just took some of the powdered version yeah. in its raw state, it, it wouldn't taste as um, kind of... Clean. Uh, yeah. And in fact, when we first, when we first extract it, just the raw before we've gone through all of our more it it does taste it does taste oh okay yeah, yeah. but you get the terpenes out of it and then it's it's just got its neutral taste yeah okay cool um so how do these minerals work in the body it's really cool so these two molecules the fulvic and humic are really different and one of the things I want to clarify is that they, they're synergistic molecules. Wherever one exists in nature, the other always exists. They, when, when the decomposition of plants happens, both molecules are created. Freshwater plants, both molecules are created. So let's talk about the fulvic mole, molecule first because it's really cool. It's much smaller than a cell, and it's a very strong electrolyte molecule. And the molecule itself carries as part of it 70 plus minerals. Again, naturally format, formulated in the ratios that your body is made of and utilizes. And it's a molecule that's called a flavonoid. And we've all heard that term, but what is a flavonoid? It's an intercellular transporter. And it uses something called co-transport, which I like to describe as a guy with a backpack (laughs) 
and it carries nutrients across the cell wall into the cell. Now, the fulvic molecule is different than any other molecule on Earth in several ways. First of all, things that go across the cell wall barrier require a certain, most require a certain receptor to get across the cell wall because the cell is trying to keep bad substances out. The fulvic molecule, any channel that opens in the cell, the fulvic molecule gets a free pass through. So this is why I say this is a technology that's evolved for replenishment of cells because it's the only molecule that gets a free pass through the cell wall. Then it does something that no other molecule on earth does. It changes its polarity. And when it changes its polarity, the nutrients and the minerals fall off inside the cell. Now they're available to the mitochondria for energy generation. That's crazy. Isn't that crazy? You might this have... is why I'm telling you, like, literally my mind just had, like, <laughs> That's wild. Blue. My mind was blown. You might have just explained things. something that I've observed. Um, I haven't tried this with your boost minerals, but um, just because I try things, because I'm just nutty like that, um, during a few psychedelic experiences I've had, I've taken large doses of shilajit, and it makes <laughs> mushrooms or whatever way stronger, like scarily. And I, I just, I don't know. I just, I did it because I know that these experiences can be depleting, especially of your minerals. I mean, plant medicines are not great for the body, generally speaking. You right, know? they're very um, hard. Yeah, and part of that's because they deplete your minerals and just burn so much energy, you know, because you're in such a high a high state, gamma waves in your brain and all that. And so I experimented with it a couple of times. And I was like, yeah, for sure, definitely made it stronger to the point where I did it enough times. I just know that's the way it works. Maybe what you just described of that, the cell being receptive to that molecule and bringing in nutrients, or in this case, you know. A, Not maybe, definitely. I, is this, does that make sense? I'm not imagining it's, that, right? It's not. It's. I mean, this is science. I mean, this is truly okay. a fact. This is not maybe. This is absolutely a fact. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it. I mean, the beautiful thing about it is that if your system is infused with fulvic, all the nutrition that comes in your mouth, you're going to get more. You know, more from the nutrition that you put in your mouth. That's so cool. Yeah. So it's going to shuttle in anything that is advantageous to the cell, basically. Exactly. But not... Okay, well, so how, so do, now how let's, do the toxins... Yeah, so now we talk about what, that. Yeah, what yeah. about the exit door? Exactly. So that's the, that's so the entrance. So now you have this fulvic molecule. It's dropped off all the minerals and nutrition into the cell. Now it's in a different polarity. Or psilocybin. And what, yeah, or psilocybin, <laughs> right. And, it, and what clings to it? Bio-waste, toxins free radicals, heavy metals, nanoplastics, glyphosate, and now it carries those out of the cell. So the way I like to describe it, it's like imagine you're in a room and there's a guy out in the hall and he's got a backpack on. He fills it with all the good stuff you need today and he brings it in and he drops it, dumps his pack, backpack out on the table and then he goes around looking for all the trash and all the bad stuff and he fills his backpack and he carries it out. Then he drops, and then he dumps it out in the hallway, which is like your bloodstream. And now we have the partner molecule, which is the humic, 
A humic is a very large molecule relative to a cell. It's also an ex- it's one of the strongest electrolyte molecules known to man. And it just travels through the bloodstream. It gathers heavy metals, gathers free radicals, like exponentially thousands of times more effective as, a, as an antioxidant in your system than any f- superfood mix or anything like that. It also remediates glyphosate by adsorbing it, which means it connects to the um, molecule and then it builds a biofilm around the glyphosate molecule and starts to break it down. As soon as that molecule is even broken down a little bit, it no longer can have its effects in your system. So it sequesters it and, and makes it inactive. That's wild. Isn't it? And the, but the thing is, when I, the thing I, as I've researched this, I realized like, well, of course, cellular systems on Earth needed to have something, a tool for detoxification, because there were lots of concentrations of, of toxic metals, chemicals, sulfurs, you know, from volcanoes, et cetera. So there needed to be both that replenishment tool of the fulvic to support all cellular systems, and there needed to be detoxification tools for cellular systems and the aqueous solutions in which those cells lived. That's incredible. Isn't it? trip. Yeah. You can imagine how I, why I am so inspired and, and so excited to bring this information to the world because what I've tried to do is in learning it, I mean, when I first learned it, the complexity of all the details, I was like, how in the world am I going to explain this to people? So they get it. And I, I've literally, I've spent hours standing in the mineral aisle of grocery stores and health food stores, just talking to people who are like, what should I do this? Should I get this? Should, you know, which bottle should I get? And what does, what does that mean? And gluconate, citronate, you know, <laughs> and I'm like, what if you could just take all the minerals and you didn't have to figure out which form and all of that? As we age, it's almost cliche for us to start packing on a few extra pounds around the old belly area. It just seems to be a natural byproduct of getting older and, of course, from eating more than our share of comfort foods, and yours truly is definitely guilty of both. And most of us like to look and feel fit, but apart from the vanity of having a flat tummy, increased abdominal fat is also associated with a higher risk of diabetes and heart disease. Now, of course, we can eat right and work out, but what if I told you there was an easy way to target abdominal fat and support your gut biome at the same time? Well, thankfully, there is. It's called SinFit by Infinity Biotechnology. SinFit is a breakthrough multi-strain symbiotic designed to reduce body fat by working with our gut flora. You might be asking, what is a symbiotic? Well, SinFit symbiotic is a combination of four ultra-powerful probiotic strains clinically demonstrated to fight the battle of the bulge. After they combine these strains, they're then synergized with a powerful prebiotic, all to create a novel and highly potent product for accelerated fat loss. If you want to check this stuff out and shed a couple pounds, here's what you do. Go to infinitybiotechnology.com and use the code LOOP10 to save 10% off your order. 
And the probiotics in SinFit, by the way, aren't just for fat loss. They're also to affect other important parameters such as key cardiovascular and metabolic health markers. So again, to tighten up that waistline, just go to infinitybiotechnology.com. It's a lot less work. Thinking about um, the detoxification process, I know a lot of us will take, you know, bentonite clay or activated charcoal or something like that. And I don't know a lot of the science on this, but I know that substances will absorb toxins. But as I understand it, they're only grabbing toxins that are present in your GI tract, um, not in your tissues. So a lot of this stuff gets stuck in our tissues and your tissues, as far as I know, are made of cells. They're clumps of cells, right? So if this phenomenon that you just described of the fulvic and humic is working on a cellular level, is it possible or in fact, true that these would be able to get toxins out of the tissues as well? Absolutely. Really? In fact, in your brain, because it crosses the blood-brain barrier, your entire body is made of cells. You have maybe between 37 and 150 trillion cells in your body. This operates, this technology of humic and fulvic operates on every single cell in your body. Your bones, you know, if you're experiencing, you know, osteoporosis, osteopenia, you, you have an opportunity to get minerals back into your bones. That's wild. Well, uh, years ago, I tested really high for lead and then found out, well, lead mostly settles in your bones, so good luck. <laughs> you know, I was like, kind of felt stuck with it, you know, mm -hmm. but that's... Well, I have some articles if you're interested because humic is is one of the one things that is able to move the dial on Really? Lead. That's so cool. Yeah. What yeah. a trip. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of just figured with that, you're just sort of stuck with it. I mean, I got them down a little bit doing some niacin saunas and stuff like that, but it still always bugged me just mm -hmm. knowing like, oh man, got all this mm -hmm. lead in my bones. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, oh, there's so many things I want to, so many directions I want to go here. So <laughs> if... If we're able to shuttle nutrients into the cell, then take the waste out and dump it into the bloodstream, it sounds like that's a really good detox protocol just as a daily regimen because no matter how clean of a lifestyle we have, we're getting traces of glyphosate and all this other nasty stuff in the environment. The air we breathe is super gnarly on most days. Um, what about... Other toxins like um, graphene oxide and things that are, you know, lesser known than even something like glyphosate. I, mean, is this... I can't remember what is it that you get from MRIs. Is that also graphene oxide? Oh yeah, the uh, uh, the solution they yeah, give you. Yeah, which can be really devastating to some people. The contrast solution. Yeah, the contrast yeah. solution. So, um, humic will remove these things. Graphene oxide. The, the I mean, it, it's. It's incredible. I'm telling you, this is, I mean, it truly works. Now, is it going to work like that? No, because you would not want it to work like that because you would get sick, <laughs> right. you know, and, and that is something for people. Actually, let me finish. I just realized I didn't totally complete the circle, which is, so now you have this humic molecule that's got all these bio-waste toxins, heavy metals, free radicals, et cetera, attached to it. 
What happens is it gets so heavy at a molecular weight, it falls out of solution, and it leaves your body through all of the elimination channels. And that's a really key point because when we're talking about detoxing of heavy metals or different different things, um, people often talk about certain channels needing to be open. Oh, your detox pathways. Exactly, the elimination pathways. But the beautiful thing about humic is it uses every single pathway and it will use whichever one is open. So it will use your tears and your snot and your breath and your saliva and your sweat and your rubbing your hands together and, um, of course, your, your urine and feces. So we have people sometimes who will call us, they're like, yeah, ever since I took your minerals, I, my sweat stinks. And I'm like, great, take more showers. <laughs> you know, Isn't that great? You're getting rid of that stuff or their tears will itch you know so not needing i mean if again if you think about this technology as something that needs to support all cellular systems you know they the cellular systems were just out in nature they couldn't decide you know what was they needed something that would work ubiquitously so would it be advantageous to Take a dose of the microboost, for example, before a sauna. Absolutely, to potentiate the the detox Absolutely. and the sweat. Absolutely, and we talk. I talk about that a lot with the sunlight and people and different different red light sauna people. Wow, Absolutely. cool. Because I'm always I'm, I'm a huge sauna fanatic, mm-hmm. and I'm always looking for ways to um, to optimize it. And actually, it would probably make sense to take your electrolyte. Mm-hmm product too because again i go in the sauna and i get a big thing of salt and then next thing you know i'm like about to pee my pants all day afterward see i wouldn't so this is where i'm going to say try just using electrolyze instead okay and see how you feel because you know most of the salt-based electrolytes that have flavoring first of all they have to be digested that takes about 20 20 minutes 25 minutes 20 minutes different people say different things um and you only actually ever absorb about 10 to 12% of the actual mineral content in there. And the problem is now it's in your bloodstream. Well, that's cool, but you need it in your cells. You see? So without the flavonoid, you know, that intercellular transporter, which is the enhancement of that assimilation process into the cells, getting a lot of minerals into your bloodstream isn't really helping you. And and if you're only getting 10 to 12% into your bloodstream, maybe only 5 to 7% gets into your cells. And what does your body have to do with the rest of it? It has to eliminate it. So you're actually making work for your body to eliminate all this excess. So the beautiful thing is you take more electrolyze. It doesn't create any imbalance because it's just putting more of, the, of more minerals in their proper ratios into your system. You see. And with the, the yeah, it totally makes sense. And with mm-hmm. the electrolyze and the micro boost, I'm assuming that your body's intelligence is going to determine which of which nutrient it needs more or less of and, and excrete it. So it's it's already balanced basically for everybody. And this is what I love. So you, that's why you don't need like a you know, micro boost with extra copper or exactly. high magnesium. It's just it's kind of across the board and then your body's just knows what it needs and what it doesn't. And this is why it's a paradigm shift. So in the biohacking perspective, I'm going to think what my body needs. It needs copper. It needs this. It needs chromium. It needs zinc. It needs whatever. 
someone told me from the outside. Instead, what I'm going to do is I'm going to infuse my body with these very, very bioavailable ionic minerals, which ionic means already they require no digestion at all. They skip that step altogether. They're ready for absorption immediately when you put them in your body. So, so that's a really beautiful thing. And, and you're going to just infuse your body with minute trace amounts of minerals in the full spectrum that you need and allow your body in its infinite wisdom to say, oh, I need that here. I need that over here. Oh, I need some copper over here. I need some zinc. Oh, I need some molybdenum. Oh, I, my, my muscle is cramping. I need some phosphorus over here. Isn't that, doesn't it make more sense? 100%. Yeah, yeah. it really does. You just reminded me of something <laughs> uh, funny, which I'm, I shouldn't share on the show because it's really embarrassing, but I'm, I'm going to anyway, just because we keep it real here. So I've been working on my liver lately through some testing and stuff, found that I have a bit of stagnation and probably just eating tons of fat and meat for a long time and combining that with way too much sugar. So I did like a liver gallbladder flush, which I haven't done in probably like 25 years. Didn't get any stones, which is very disappointing. Oh, wow. Yeah. And like, wow. And I did the whole thing to the letter too. Wow. Um, so maybe I'm just super healthy or maybe I need to do a couple more. But I started doing uh, again, which I haven't done in a long time, coffee enemas, like a few days a week. I'm just, I'm on a real committed kick right now. And again, you know, going down the rabbit holes that I do have heard, and I don't know if this is true, but that you can deplete your body of minerals from doing the coffee enemas and also create dysbiosis because you're just, you know, you're introducing something that kind of doesn't belong there, right? So the other day when I learned that, I'm like, well, I got to keep doing my coffee enemas because I, I know it's good for the liver. So I took, I took some micro boost after the Sorry, too much information, folks. No. If your kids are listening, um, you know, <laughs> good luck explaining this. But I did a, uh, an implant of the MicroBoost mm -hmm. with some probiotics in it oh, afterward. That's cool. Yeah, as as just a way to counteract, you know, the imbalance that might have been created from a coffee enema. Have you ever heard of anyone doing that, or does that make sense to you, or am I just well? I'm going to tell you that we do work with some people who do colonics, and they use the Fulvic. Uh, okay. okay, so I would recommend using the fulvic okay. um, in the coffee enema. Oh, okay. Okay, just mix it right in. Oh. Okay. So now what you're doing, because the beauty of the fulvic is it doesn't require a healthy gut lining or any, any tissue that it touches absorbs right in. Cool. I thought of doing that, and then I thought, well, you're going to evacuate the coffee enema, and I didn't want to waste it. <laughs> so yeah, like, but no, but actually, I mean, you you know, so maybe in your coffee enema, you're just going to use one cap. Okay. Yeah, cool. not like a cup or something, you know what I mean? Yeah, just, yeah. You're going to mix it in with the rest of the coffee. Noted. Yeah. So I have a lot of people who do the coffee enemas with the fulvic. That's cool. It might, you know, that could be something good for um, colon hydrotherapists mm -hmm. too. You yes, know, the, exactly. I mean, the I see a people. great one at um, a wonderful healing center we have here called Alive and Well, and she'll do. Oh yeah, yeah. She puts butyrate and some other things in her. You know, she's got her little secret sauce that that she'll throw in there. That'd be a really cool thing. So if any, I thought they were carrying our minerals over there. Oh, they very well might. Yeah, 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 yeah. If they're not, I'll I'll get them hip to it. Um, tell, tell me about the topical application. We started to touch on that before. And as I said, I was like, oh, that's cute. They made a little spray bottle. What's that going to do? And tried it and I'll be damned at hell. I mean, it could be psychosomatic, but I did it 
about past three days and my back's really been hurting for whatever reason. And I'll be damned at least temporarily for a few hours after that. I literally have no back pain. It's bizarre. And do you think doing the DMSO is overkill? Because I'm assuming these molecules are already small enough to get through your skin and into the tissue there. They are. They're much, they're much smaller than your skin cells. So they, and they absorb through the tissue into the muscle in three seconds. Really? Three seconds. Wow. So, and they're doing several things. First, they're bringing the mineral content of the fulvic molecule directly into the cells in the local area. They're also reinvigorating the whole electrical system in the area. So the, the intercellular electrical communications are increased. And they're also detoxifying cells in the area. So all three things are happening. So um, we have several different sprays um, and they each have different kind of capacities. I'd love to share two of them. The first is called Instalites and it's just a fulvic spray. And the thing that I like to help people understand is that all cramping in the body is mineral depletion. Even a heart attack is tied ultimately to a mineral depletion in that local area. So um, if you are able to provide minerals directly to the area where you have the cramping, so a woman who's experiencing menstrual cramping, now that's actually, unless it's fibroids or endometriosis that are causing that, and even then spraying on the spray will help with the acute symptoms of the cramping, um, because it provides minerals to the cells in the local area, making the, the muscles able to have the energy to relax. Literally, it's, it's really, it's very simple. Um, and, or it's a cramping in the leg cramps at night. You can take that Instalite spray. Let's say you're a person who gets leg cramps a lot. You could just spray your legs before you go to bed. You won't get the cramp. Because now your muscles have all the minerals they need in the local area where they tend to cramp. Hand cramps. We, um, with cyclists, get hand cramps when they're going on long rides. It's really tiring. And so they spray their hands. Um, Of course, legs as well. All sorts of different. There there are so many uses of Instalites, it's unbelievable. You can use it on, if you're a person who spends a lot of time in front of the computer, you can spray it and just blink your eyes and let it go in your eyes because, you know, in a single cell in your eye, you have like 20,000 mitochondria. So you're literally, it's, if you ever spend a lot of time in front of the computer, you're driving, you, your eyes get tired, just, sorry. That's epic. I'm going <laughs> to, I'm going to do that because I'm always trying to find, I get dry eyes a lot when I'm sitting and staring at a computer, yes. which unfortunately I do more than I would like to, but it's just part of my job. But so I'm, you know, I'll spray hydrogen mist in there and I'll just I'll put Quinton minerals oh, in my I'm eyes. You, well, you definitely try that. You'll be That's amazed amazing. at how it feels. It's because inc- I use it almost every day. I'm glad you validated yeah. it as yeah. safe because it's the kind of thing I would probably do not knowing if you're allowed to or not. So yeah. that's good to know. Um, I've, I bet many women uh, listening who deal with menstrual cramps are stoked. I mean, you, you really, have you had feedback from women that it's effective? So I'm going to tell you, I've had so many, so many women. And recently I was um, at the gym that I go to and I had given our minerals, our ingestible minerals to the woman who runs the jujitsu jiu-jitsu studio there. And I was coming in to go work out and she's like, 
come into my office, come in. And I'm like, okay, cool. And she's like, I'm having my period. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. And she's like, no, I'm having my period and I'm not at home in a dark room curled up in a ball. I've been taking your minerals for two months and now I have, I'm not having any pain, any PMS, any, like suddenly I just had my period one day. So I want women to really think about that it's possible that their PMS and their painful period, few, first few days of their period is due to mineral depletion and also their detoxific- detoxification channels saying, we got to get rid of all of this stuff now. And if you can provide ongoing detoxification via the humic and full system replenishment of minerals into your body, you may not have to have painful periods anymore. Wow. I wish I had known about it when I, I had terrible, terrible painful periods. I hear that a lot. A lot of women listen mm-hmm. to the show and it's, mm-hmm. it's a pretty uh, common complaint. You know? I, I've uh, had probably six or seven women call me to tell me that specific story. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, going back to the detox mechanism, I, I'm not someone who really ever experiences uh, Herxheimer reactions, but I know many people do going back to the detox pathways. Um, because the way you described it, your body sort of choosing the optimal uh, detox pathway. Is there any any indication for people that might want to start slowly if they're if they're you know have a really uh, high toxic burden? Do you ever hear from anyone that's getting an allergic reaction or histamine response or anything like that? Yeah, so it's it's actually really interesting because before COVID, we might get somebody with some sort of Herxheimer response to the Humic, which is our MicroBoost product, maybe once every six months, one person, and now we get two or three a week. Okay, so. The thing about humic is because it is a detoxification tool for your system, and many of us are holding toxic loads of glyphosate and other environmental toxins as well as heavy metals, et cetera, et cetera. Um, what happens when you take the humic, the body goes, woohoo, I can finally get rid of all this stuff and I'm going to do it now. And you might get aching joints or aching kidneys or a rash or all sorts of different um, possible responses. And we have a great article on our website that we could put in the notes um, that kind of demystifies it, helps people to understand what's happening, why it's happening. Um, And there's a very, very simple solution. So before COVID, I never had any kind of response, uh, Herxheimer, which is like a histamine response to um, the microboost, but ever since COVID, I had long COVID, I will get that. So there's a very simple solution. You just put it in a glass of water. Now, if you're, you've always, if you have autoimmune, limes, have had mold exposure, um, have had um, other long COVID potential issues with spike protein loads, um, you can just start slow just a quarter teaspoon in a glass of water, and then take that for a few days. You get no response. You just add a little bit more. And we have a slow introduction method 
described on the website as well for people. Cool. So it's just a matter of diluting it. It's all it is. Because I just <laughs> think the first couple of times I had the microboost, I poured, you know, I was like, oh, I want to be careful. So I poured a shot glass basically in a glass of water and just sipped it. And it's like, oh, I'm fine. And now I just walk by the cabinet and I just take shots out of the bottle. And exactly. It, it doesn't bother me at all personally. And And just, I've worked with literally hundreds of people with this and I've only had one person who was really not able to use the microboost. Every other person was able to just slowly work their way into the normal amount. Awesome. Yeah. All right. And I saw you guys do have a lot of educational materials on your site too. So I encourage people to go there. When I was studying for our conversation here, I was like, damn, these guys produce a lot of content. Uh, I want to let everyone know too, if you want to check out the Beam Minerals, we've got a discount for you. So you can go to lukestory.com slash beam, B-E-A-M, and use the code Luke20 for 20% off. And uh, thank you for that as well. You're always very love, welcome. I always love to give everyone a discount. Let me ask you a question. Do you ever have that middle-aged feeling, joint discomfort, slower recovery, dampened mental or physical energy? Well, I used to have more of those days myself until I discovered a very interesting class of supplements called Senolytics. If you're in your late 20s or older, you absolutely need to know about something called senescent cells, especially if you want to age well. So let me break it down. Senescent cells, also called zombie cells, are basically old, worn-out cells that can linger in your body long after their useful function. They end up diverting energy and nutritional resources to them with no benefits for your health in return. They're like an unwelcome guest in the temple of your body. Senolytic literally means destroying the old. And Qualia Senolytic from Biohacker Collective is an amazing new formula packed with nine different senolytics that help your body evict those nasty, freeloading senescent cells naturally. And you only need to take it twice a month and prepare to be amazed how much younger you feel. This stuff is incredible. To learn more about Qualia Senolytic, punch in neurohacker.com slash stylist and use the code stylist to save yourself 15%. We're talking about the absolute cutting edge of what's possible for better aging here. And what's awesome is that we're the first generation that can take advantage of this technology to combat aging. So get on board. Again, that's neurohacker.com slash stylist. And it comes with a 100-day money-back guarantee. And remember to use that code stylist to save your 15%. One of the things that I've discovered in my research is that there are uh, purveyors of humic and fulvic products online that are really concerned about the uh, packaging. And so when I found your stuff and started taking it, I went online, I go right to the FAQ because I'm always looking for the best of the best and looking for anything shady. And on your site, you indicated that the type of plastic that is used in your packaging has been, you've tested it to make, to ensure that there were no plastics leaching into the product. So can you tell us what the process is of, you know, what you put it in since it has this adsorption property? Obviously, you don't want to put it in something full of BPA or right. dioxins or who knows what else. Exactly. So there's a couple things. One of one of the things is our, the plastic that our bottles are made of is HDPE plastic, which is non-reactive. But then some people are concerned about the actual material that they use to make the bottles and where is it made. And I want just people to be aware that we have a very specific supplier who it's in the U.S. It's not made in China um, so 
our, our bottles are really safe and we have tested that. So we've taken our bottle and for a year, just let it sit there. And then we've tested the material in the bottle before, you know, with a new and, and after so that we could see, was there any change to the material inside? And there was none. Okay. Awesome. Now I will say that if you take that and you put it in a plastic water bottle and you set it for, um, uh, a week, it will, so you do not want to take humic and fulvic and put it in a in a PET clear plastic bottle. Um, and you also don't want to put it in, you can put it in stainless steel, but anything, any other metal product, it will definitely chelate the metals out of that. Um, I mean, that's the good news and the bad news, right? Because <laughs> right. you, you want it to chelate the metals in your body, but not the container in which you're storing it. Um, you talked about it being able to cross the blood-brain barrier. And I don't think I'm alone in uh, having really high aluminum levels, right? We look at the prevalence of dementia and all these other kind of aluminum toxicity-related issues that people have. Is there any research to support detoxification of aluminum? Of aluminum? That's a good question. If I, I, I'm not sure if I've actually found specific... I'll have to look and see if I have any articles specifically to lowering aluminum levels. The thing that I want to mention that I've learned about aluminum that's really good to know, okay? First of all, aluminum is the highest mineral known on earth. So there's more aluminum on, on earth than any other mineral, okay? So it's really hard to lower your exposure to aluminum. It's, it's really challenging. So again, this is where I start going where some... I'm, I, I don't want to fly in the face of experts who are, but I also want to say that it is a natural substance that's on earth. It's the largest amount of, you know, a mineral that is available on earth. So you can't get away from it. The challenge that we've got with aluminum and the reason it's causing dementia and things like that is, is correlated with glyphosate exposure. Because one of the things that glyphosate does is that it supports the storage of aluminum in the pineal gland. And that is the problem. So um, we believe that it's just ingesting or getting aluminum from everywhere that's the problem. And I'm, and I'm questioning whether that's the issue. Okay. That makes sense. So if yeah. you can remediate glyphosate from your system, you're, it's not, it's not going to support the storage of that of that um, into your pineal gland. That's a very complex thing we could talk about, how that yeah. works and another well, time. <laughs> I think many people are um, wisely concerned with the calcification of the pineal gland. You know, you hear about this a lot. Yes. And I, I, I didn't know if that was true. And I interviewed a um, neurosurgeon named Dr. Jack Cruz who takes part brains all the time. And I said, is it, is it really true? And he goes, oh yeah, it's, it's very common. And he explained it to me because I pictured it like this hard sort of shell around your tiny little, you know, your little uh, pineal gland. It looks like a, a, a pine cone, right? And he said, no, it's not what you think it is. It's not calcified in that it's hard. And he said, it's kind of a white sludge. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> you know? It's literally stored the calcium in there. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yes, it's literally stored the the calcium well, one there, of so. the things that I've heard over the years, and again, you know, you see memes and you hear information, you don't know how much of it is scientifically valid, but um, one of the things I've heard most about Shilajit, for example, is that it decalcifies the pineal gland and no one can really tell me how, 
but based on this conversation, it would kind of make sense, right? Because of what you described of the ability for them to go in and out of the cell. Well, and if it crosses the blood-brain barrier, then it makes sense that this could um, be uh, helpful with that as well. And this is, again, where we get into this whole thing about, you know, do we think that, you know, science spends so much time trying to understand all of these little biosynthesis processes in the body, but they're all connected, you know? So it's hard to, you know, I I talk with women who are dealing with bone loss or, you know, osteopenia or something, and they're like, well, will these minerals help my body restore bone health? And there are articles, there are scientific studies that, yes, that is, that it does support bone health, okay, first of all. But why is that? It's, it's because, you can't, because you can't just put a whole bunch of calcium into your body and have your body know what to do with it, you see? So what you have to do instead is give, it, give your body the calcium in the right ratios with the magnesium and potassium triumvirate so that your body can go, ah, oh, this is, this is, this is works. This works. Now we can put it in the right places. And yeah. Yeah. That makes total sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, people that take, you know, seashell or rock based right. calcium end up full of calcification exactly. and hunched over by the time they're 80. Exactly. You know I mean? Because it goes in the wrong, it gets shuttled to the wrong places. And then add to that the EMF issue with the calcium gated uh, voltage channels or whatever they're called. Uh, that allows the influx of too much calcium into the cell and all these issues. You know, it's it's it is so much more complex, I think, than any of us can understand. So it makes sense just to. I like your um, foundational approach. Is like you don't even worry about all the noise. Just get bioavailable minerals and forget about it. <laughs> you know, because there's yeah. so much stuff we can't control. I mean, thinking about aluminum and yeah, it's the most prevalent mineral in nature, but. In nature, it's bound, right? And then dumbass humans mine it and unbind it and put it into the skies and atmosphere and make cans out of it and all the other things, cookware and aluminum foil and all this kind of stuff. Where if it was just in nature, buried under some rocks or part of rocks, it would be inert. But we get these bright ideas to turn these molecules loose and end up in our bodies, you know, which doesn't do us any favors. But I like the approach of just kind of simplifying it as you have today. It's super cool. Uh, tell me about um, tell me about the pet products. When I, when I got the human products, um, you guys sent me some canine multi minerals, and I put it in Cookie's food every day, whether she knows it or not. Um, I didn't know until today that you had a cat electrolyte and um, mineral formula too. I'm always really excited when people don't forget about our pets because the toxic world that we've been living in also belongs to them, unfortunately. And all the you know pharmaceuticals we give our pets and all this stuff too. So I don't think animals, just like people, are designed to get as sick as they do and have to go to the vet all the time. It just doesn't make sense to me. It's the food, it's the environment. So when brands come out with supplements that you can give to your pets, I'm always super stoked. So tell us a little bit about that. Well, you know, the reason we have them is because people asked for them, <laughs> you know. So um, a lot of vets came to us and they were like, well, the pets, you know, the dogs, they're going out walking on the side of the road, you know, with their owners and their noses are right down where the glyphosate is, you know. 
And most of the foods that most pet owners are using are just full of glyphosate and other things that aren't great. So um, they're like, they the pets need it more and more. So a cool thing happened. We have a, a zookeeper um, that we work with, and she tried our minerals with every single animal. She put our minerals in one bowl and water in another and plain water. And every single animal in the zoo drank the bowl that had the minerals totally before it started the other bowl. That's so Every cool. single animal. That's Isn't so that cool? cool? I love like that. Their sense of smell, their sense of, they're, they're very aware that this is better. So, um, and not placeboable, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> you know, right. I love when people do humane animal testing, like <laughs> you've described, because it, I don't know, it validates things that I, that I believe to be true. Right. It really speaks to our animal nature that on some level you go up and you, you get up in the morning, you're like, oh, yeah, my body wants these. Okay. Right. You can feel that on some level. That's one of the reasons I kept taking it because I'm usually bad about taking supplements, but every morning I woke up, I'd be like, oh, I want my minerals. <laughs> What's the difference between the liquid formulas you have and the capsules? So the capsules are the humate material. So, and what, the way we like to help people understand the capsules is first of all, with trace minerals, which these are, you want to take them every day because what you're doing is infusing your system with these minerals. But it's hard to travel with a 32-ounce bottle of liquid. We do have, uh, by right. the way, for people, we do have travel packs for short trips, maybe eight or 10 days. Um, but if you're going to be you know, going on a long trip, you want to keep taking them, and the capsules are very useful for that. They're also really useful for athletes. So if you're a high-performance athlete, and you want to be using trace minerals for, for all of your mineral and electrolyte replenishment, you're going to take the liquid every day the way you would normally take it, and you're also going to take a capsule. And the capsule acts like a time release. It's slowly breaking down and infusing your system, and the others hit immediately because they're immediately bioavailable when you drink them. So for athletes who have um, fasciculation, which is they call it the creepy crawlies, or they have... Um, uh, cramping, or they have just intense feel, experience of dehydration, always never feeling like they can feel hydrated. Um, that's it's a it's a game changer. Yeah. I like that idea mm -hmm. for travel. Mm -hmm. um, I tend to travel quite bulky because of all the stuff, you know, <laughs> supplements and stuff. I'm ridiculous. Bring all my red light bulbs. Yeah, and right. <laughs> it's a shit show, to be honest. But um, you'll laugh at my suitcase for the same reason. Yeah, you, 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 you well stocked. <laughs> I'm and all very the sensitive too. So yeah. Well, what what made me think of uh, the brilliance of having the capsules is the fact that these substances can scavenge free radicals, and when you're flying across time zones, like all that oxidative stress, you're producing all these free radicals and all the EMF and you stay in a city, which I try to avoid. Yeah, all that stuff. It's I just get smoked from traveling, especially long flights. I mean, a, a friend of mine just invited us to Hawaii over Christmas, and I looked at the flight time as like 14 hours. I'm like, I ain't going. I'm not going to Hawaii. <laughs> I don't care how warm and beautiful mm -hmm. it is. But I just you have can't. to stay there for 
three weeks just to get over exactly. The- <laughs> so I, I I think that's wise because yeah, t- taking one of these big bottles would be difficult. And obviously, like you said, you don't want to put it in something that could be reactive in some kind of smaller container. So you have the smaller travel ones or the capsules. Yeah, I think that's that's going to be a good EMF hack for you guys listening because I know a lot of people based on me covering EMF and and travel hacks so much on this show, people are always looking for, you know, ways to help mitigate that. Yeah, that travel pack is, I had, I brought one with me. (laughs) I think I have one for you. I'm going to give it to you. Cool. I'll take it. (laughs) Even if you're not going to Hawaii. (laughs) Uh, I'll go somewhere. I think, I think we're going to go to Costa Rica in February. Uh, That's a better place to go. Just not as long of a flight Mm -hmm. and a little more wild. Are there any issues with like yeast growth or anything like that if this is sitting on your shelf for a really long time because they're pretty big bottles i mean i don't know how long it's meant to last i do like i said probably an ounce shot every day if not two but i had this for a while and i'm i still have a quarter bottle left if someone was letting it sit around would that be an issue as long as you're not drinking from the bottle. Ah, oh, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> Do you literally drink from the yeah, bottle? Yeah, I just swig yeah, it out of the see, bottle. See, I, I probably wouldn't. Do, I mean, if okay. you're gonna if you're gonna have it sit around for a while without it being refrigerated, you know, you have a lot of stuff in your mouth. So, and you get backwash. What are you so, trying to say? What I no. recommend is pour it in the lid, drink okay. from the lid, and then rinse the lid out and put the lid back on. Fair enough. Um, we're actually trying. We, you know, I dream of actually. I have a, a dispenser, a new dispenser thing that I'm working on. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> like a kinda, pump top kind well, of thing? Well, the pump top, again, I have to get it. The whole thing has to be HDPE plastic. So I'm going to have to get it specially made. Um, so there's lots of there's lots of options I'm working on. But my cool. dream is actually completely to get out of plastic. There's a new product that will carry liquid of this amount um, that's in the in process of being developed in the UK. And I've been talking with the company. Looks like it's still probably a year and a half out, but wouldn't that be amazing? I want our company to be one of the first supplement companies completely out of plastic. I would love that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, my friend Matt Blackburn has a company called MitoLife and he just um, rolled out these, he sells like capsules and stuff, Mm -hmm. but I don't even know what it's made of, but they're um, biodegradable. Mm Looks and feels like plastic, but it's not. <laughs> well, that's, that's and he's in the exactly process of switching over, which I understand was very expensive um, mm-hmm. and a huge pain in the ass. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I think about my recycling bin on any given I day know. is just full of supplement bottles, and I'm like, I God, know. everyone uses plastic. It sucks. And glass is really hard to ship. Is the problem? And our products are already so heavy that it it just it just won't work. Yeah. But, yeah, for sure. I mean, this if this bottle was glass, it, right. <laughs> you'd pay a lot for it. You'd shipping. add another pound yeah. or two. But that's cool. Yeah. I'm glad you mm-hmm. you found something I'm looking forward to that, you know. I'm just happy to hear like there's no leaching issues or anything like that. I mean, it's like you got to do what you got to do. I'm not going to not use health products because they come in plastic. Um, you know, I mean, I want to protect the environment and my body and all of that, but it's not always practical. So I'm glad to hear that it is. Um, what else is next for you guys before we get out of here? What you got any other tricks up your sleeve that you'd like to share with us? We have we're we're um we're a definitely a company on the move. <laughs> Mainly because we we really see that humic and fulvic can be so helpful to humanity. And so we're we have we have new and cool ways that we're gonna be delivering our products in the future. Um and we're there, there's a lot of exciting things that I probably can't talk about here, but okay. but I am I hope people will check out Beam. 
You know, one of the things about our company is that we're really, we're not only about our products, meaning what we really are wanting to be about is helping people understand minerals and how foundational they are to their health and for them to start thinking about their body differently rather than parts and pieces and systems and, you know, going to this practitioner and that practitioner. Like, begin to think about your body as a holistic system. And if you could provide, like, the foundation to that system so that it can do what it naturally can do. Minerals don't heal anything, but they do provide the energy that your body needs. So, like, imagine these lights And if you could just, you know, your light is maybe most people who are mineral deficient are operating at maybe 40%. So imagine just taking the dimmer on your inner light and turning it up and imagine what that could feel like. I love that perspective. Yeah. Like I was saying earlier with the the biohacking terminology and biohealing, it's like the body is incredible, man, you know, and everything in nature, like the way you describe these minerals work, it's like you, there's, we would never even begin to really understand it. It doesn't matter. Could we design something like that? Yeah. I mean, (laughs) God, nature, the universe, whatever you want to call it knows best. And I think it's really the same, same with our bodies. So I, I love that perspective. And I have to remind myself of that because, you know, sometimes I feel like I'm, have a sort of dominionistic relationship with my body and I wanted to do what I wanted to do and I'm going to put all these supplements and the red lights and all the things. And it's like, I've learned the hard way sometimes, you know, my body says, actually, I don't want that right now, <laughs> you know? So I, I like the idea of just giving the body the raw materials it needs, you know, trying to avoid the things that it doesn't need and just allow the magic to, to take place, you know? That's a great perspective. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, you guys, again, you can go to lukestory.com slash beam and use the code Luke20 for 25% off. I'm a huge fan of what you're doing. Uh, I think your products are incredible. I could have a show on different products every day and I don't because a lot of them just aren't worth talking about or using. Um, so when I find something that's novel, interesting, effective, legit, and a you know beautiful, kind soul like you behind it, um, makes me very happy. So thank you for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate you hosting this in your home and just an opportunity to commune with you and bring the information out to your audience. Awesome. Greatly appreciated. Likewise. Well, I've got one more question for you. Okay. And that is a three parter. Okay. Who have been three teachers or teachings Mm. in general that have influenced your life or your work? Mm. Probably the first one is my business partner. Who is a man named Dan Howard, um, and he he really he taught me something called intentional resting, which has been an amazing support to me in my life. It really changed my life, um, especially in that process of moving from being powered by adrenals and not having any more adrenals. So I had to find a new power source. <laughs> so um, so that's the, one of the first people. The next, does, does he work kind of more behind the scenes, or is he is he on the podcast circuit, or is he low key guy? <laughs> he I, he might want to talk to you because I saw know, him on your I saw him yeah. on your website. Mm-hmm. There's a big picture of you and a big yeah. picture of him. I was like, oh, like, who is he? Right? Maybe he's shy. Yeah, he he's he's somewhat shy, but he's. Um, I, I hope that someday you get to meet. Um, I'm sure you would both enjoy each other greatly. Um, 
yeah, he runs our manufacturing and uh, he is, he is um, kind of the ace in our pocket <laughs> as a company. Cool. So I, it looks like I'm out here talking, but really he's right behind me. Cool. <laughs> uh, and then um, who else? Uh, the Dalai Lama probably. I just love the Dalai Lama. I, you know, I, I was a Tibetan Buddhist for many years, um, and I wasn't Tibetan, but I was a Buddhist studying Tibetan Buddhism <laughs> or being a whatever, however you want to say that. Um, and I just love him. I just, when I just think of him, it makes me smile. <laughs> Had an opportunity to meet him in a very small setting once, and I've just never met anybody who didn't, who had no artifice, zero. Uh, and there was nothing between you and him, uh, really. A, that and and I feel like that's a true north for me, you know, uh, a touchstone in my life. So a third person, wow. <laughs> now I have to talk about you know supernatural people. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. For we'll some, have to go out of this world now. For, for some people, it's really easy. They're like, Jesus Christ, my wife, and da-da-da, you know? And then some people are like, God, three? Oh, my God. Well, no, I, it's like I have I have a lot, but maybe not all of them are here physical. <laughs> That's all right. Give me one more, and I don't care if they're real or your imaginary friend. Uh, well, one of one of mine is this one right here. This is This is called Kalki. And uh, maybe somebody, some of the people out in the audience have heard of Kalki, but it's, it's um, I'm not sure how to describe Kalki, an entity maybe, who uh, came to me out of the blue when I was in, I was at an event. And in the event, you, you go through a process and then you end up going into this room and you spend some time in this room alone with this I didn't even know what it was at the time, but that's the process. So they take you in and you, and then they leave you. And I literally was like pushed down to the floor and like laid out on the floor and I couldn't move. It was, <laughs> and then this entity just starts walking around with me in my life. Wow. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. Okay. So, um, yeah, I have, I have a few. Yeah. That's cool. I'm not sure what else I should say. That's my that's, fa that's my favorite one. <laughs> Kalki is, I'm telling you, Kalki is the most beautiful, absolutely most amazing thing, person, entity. I'm not sure what you call Kalki. Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> I've had similar experiences. and I had that sense. It sounds crazy until you've had something like that happen. And then, you know, it's convincing to say the least. That's cool. Literally, it was like... He just, he, I say he just because I don't know what other act, uh, pronoun to use, so I apologize. They, I should probably use a they. Um, and uh, they just worked on me. Did you, did you notice that your life uh, had a, a marked change after that experience? Traumatic. Yeah, really? Completely traumatic. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. All of that I'm doing today is because of Kalki. Really? <laughs> wow, that's so cool. I mean, yeah. I've seen some pretty wild stuff at, um, I mean, in a number of places, but at uh, Joe Dispenza retreats, you know, they have these coherence healing circles, and I haven't seen any entities, but people that are 
uh, you know, seemingly honest and sane do, you know, and it's it's just <laughs> right. there's some things that are just you, you just can't explain. They're beyond the linear experience of reality that we have. And I think those are my favorite realms. Well, this has been enlightening and entertaining and educational and enjoyable in every way. So thank you so much for joining me today. I'm really excited to share you and your passion with the world. Thank you, Luke. Thank you.